Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, thanks for joining us on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. This is your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the communications manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. So today I'm going to welcome a longtime NCIA member to the show, Jennifer Murray. She has been a member of NCIA since 2011, early days. So thank you for joining us, Jen. Good to have you on the show. Bethany, thank you so much. I'm really excited. Woo! It's not just because you're going to see Guns N' Roses, right? Okay. (laughs) Right. So so speaking of Guns N' Roses, let's go back in time. Um, What's your professional background prior to being involved in the cannabis industry? What were you doing back in the day? Well, it's very interesting. Um, I can tell you that I never loved anything like I love uh, the cannabis industry, but I actually graduated with a degree in microbiology. And from there, my career was uh, in sales. So I was in the fitness industry. uh, I was in the real estate industry. I was in the tech industry, um, but all in sales. Okay, got it. So you were doing some different things. And then one fine day, you waltzed into the cannabis industry and movement. What was what was that day like? Literally on Um, It was early 2010, and I was back visiting my father in Arizona um, at a friend of a friend's restaurant, and I started talking to this gentleman, and he kind of perked up when he found out I had a degree in science, and I kind of thought that was weird, Um, (laughs) because I'm like, okay, and then, you know, he was kind of poking around to see if I was, um, you know, pro-cannabis or not, and quickly he found out I was, and he said, well, what do you think about testing marijuana? And I put my hand up to my uh, mouth like I was holding a joint, and I go, "Testing marijuana?" And he goes, "No." He's like, "Like they test, <laughs> like they test active ingredients in pharmaceuticals." And I was like, 
Oh, and so, yeah, the light bulb came on, it flashed large and bright, and uh, that was it. Came back and started Cam Labs in uh, early, like, probably two months after that. Wow. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, you would normally think testing marijuana, you're sitting at high times saying, hmm, this this is delicious. I'm going to rate this with four stars. Um, Yeah, so we're, we're talking about the analytical testing aspect of the cannabis industry, which is now super important um, in in the programs that are being implemented state by state. They're, they're even required um, to have cannabis tested now. Yes. Okay. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to know, I mean, what's in my cannabis other than THC and CBD and things like that. So that's great. Um, so your current company is called Jennifer M. That's your name. And it's a line of luxury cannabis inspired jewelry. So so now you're doing the jewelry thing. I have definitely seen you rocking the diamond indica leaf around your neck. Why did you launch this company and what is your focus currently? I know from uh, from cannabinoid testing to diamonds, science to diamonds. Um, it's a very interesting story. So, as you know, being a member of uh, NCIA, we lobbied every year in DC. I was also on the governor's task force to help implement legalization here in Colorado, and I wanted people to know why I was on the Hill or at the Capitol or um, wherever I may have been lobbying. And once I looked, uh, it was only pot culture stuff. And that's great. But when we're trying to elevate this this industry and really trying to speak to legislators, um, that's not going to work out. So I asked my dad, who happened to be a gemologist, if he would make me a lapel pen. He said, of course I will. So a few months later, he flies into Denver, takes me to Shanahan's Steakhouse and presents me with a two and a half carat diamond pave indica leaf, as you said below. So I have never been married. I, this was my, this was my, these were my first diamonds. And (laughs) I said, what am I supposed to do with this? And he goes, you're going to wear it. And I said, oh my God. So I did, I, I, I wear it and wore it everywhere, and it happened to start changing minds. Um, so we started it as a hobby, and uh, then we realized that we really should turn it into a business, and thus we rebranded, and Jennifer M. was born. What a nice gift. Was it your birthday by chance? No, it was no, not my birthday. Um, and when he presented it to me, you know, he called me his queen of cannabis because... <laughs> Uh, one of the articles had, you know, myself and other women had said that. So he's like, here's, here's the queen of cannabis. Here's your crown. And I literally started tearing up. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that, that's a lot of rock to be rocking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you <laughs> take very good care of that leaf lapel for sure. Um, so, so the, the, I mean, this is more than just a little metal leaf, uh, which a lot of women uh, in the industry and men, we've got, a, you know, a little $5 leaf pin. This is higher end luxury. This is something that will catch the eye because uh, it's so sparkly. And <laughs> as you were saying, this gives you an opportunity to have a different kind of conversation based on the jewelry. 
Absolutely. So with Jennifer M, it's really about making a difference um, through a through a nice jewelry line. I mean, we have hippie culture, we have dab culture, pot culture. I'd like to think that Jennifer M is creating a cannabis couture that includes, you know, starting the conversation about cannabis and making sure that we avoid the stigma that the media likes to portray of, you know, that we're all running around wearing tie dyes and, you know, smoking blunts. Uh, that's just not the case. And so J Jennifer M raises the bar within cannabis and is making a difference. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that our cannabis culture, our cannabis movement is made up of so many kinds of people there are the hippies, the tie-dye wearers. Um, there are also hikers and athletes. There's also mothers. Um, so there's certainly an opportunity to disassociate one type of culture or one type of stigma from the cannabis leaf and open up the conversation, which is exactly what you're doing with the Jennifer M. Cannabis line. So awesome idea. and how great is it to go into business with pops and make beautiful jewelry? Unbelievable. I mean, to be honest with you, I have always wanted to work, um, you know, with my family, uh, especially uh, since you never know, you know, what's going to happen. And he has been my biggest fan since I started in the cannabis industry. And I know a lot of people did not have their family support. So, uh, I am very lucky on that front, but it's it's been so amazing. And when I see people that I don't know wearing it, is amazing. Oh yeah, I bet that would be cool. Uh, I know you were at our recent uh, Oakland Cannabis Business Summit, and you set up shop on the expo floor, showing all the different types of bracelets and necklaces and pendants uh, available. So uh, yeah, I guess you will be getting to the point where you'll just be walking down the street and a little glimmer will flash in your eye and lo and behold, it will be a diamond Jennifer M cannabis leaf. <laughs> that will truly bring tears to my eyes. I'm not lying. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, it will. I mean, it just means so much that I've had so many, so much support with people I know, but um, it really is going to be amazing when, when I'm in an airport, right? And I see somebody wearing the jewelry. Yeah, I can imagine so. Well, that's really, really exciting. Um, so I'm really happy for you and uh, look forward to seeing you show off your wares at future events as well. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just a minute and listen to some of our commercials and then we'll come back and talk some more. And I mean, we, we mentioned you've been involved in the industry since the dinosaurs. Okay. Maybe not <laughs> that long, but for, you know, for a long time, uh, can labs launched many years ago and you've been a member of NCIA since 2011. So as we know, the cannabis industry is like dog years. Um, so a lot is going on. So we're going to come back and talk about some of these bigger issues that we've seen as the cannabis industry has grown and changed and evolved in the last few years. Okay, so everybody stay tuned. We will be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Don't go away. 
NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical balms, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry This is your host, Bethany Moore, and I've been talking with Jennifer Murray, and we've been talking a little bit about her new line of luxury cannabis-inspired jewelry. So now let's shift the conversation just a little bit. Uh, women who love to wear jewelry, of course, but women tend to play a crucial role in society as far as trends such as fashion and language disruption, and then men tend to adopt that. That's just some anthropological, sociological tidbits for you there. But So this is another avenue for us to define the conversation uh, by using jewelry of cannabis leaves. So you're finding jewelry is a simple but effective way of starting the conversation about cannabis when we're talking to the mainstream, non-cannabis people. Is that correct? Yes, it is to educate people that would not otherwise probably be educated because they're not actively looking to get educated. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it absolutely does. So just... Have have you had some experiences where, you know, conservative grandma is like, oh, look at that beautiful pin and then leans in a little closer and realizes what it is? Not exactly. Um, pretty much everybody knows what it is. And yes, I have had big um, opponents of the plant talk to me. And you know what? Once they start talking to me, their, their complete demeanor changes because I have been, you know, around the block, if you will. So 
I have seen this. I actually spoke to a couple in Oregon before Oregon went recreational and they did not vote for recreational. And they had said that if they had met me or talked to me before the vote, that they would have definitely voted for recreational. So that and many other times, because, you know, the big place I love to wear it is traveling and in the airport and in states where, you know, it's not like Colorado. Yeah, no, and that's that's brave, and that is you playing a role to define the conversation and <clears throat> create an opportunity to have conversations with people that might be a little shy about talking about it. So, thumbs up to you for that. Um, and as a woman, you've you've been in an executive role now twice at least, uh, and we know the cannabis industry actually has a pretty high number of women in management roles and executive roles as compared to other industries, like the tech industry, for example. So you're passionate about this. Can you share more insight a woman who has owned and owns businesses in this industry? You know what? This is uh, such a topic close to my heart. And it started with uh, a group of women in Colorado. And I swear to God, I would have never made it this far without them. There Aww. was nobody to call. There was no, no direction. There was no manual. And it was really tough. And women were not only fighting legislation, the government, the cannabis haters, mm-hmm. but also a- another industry that is male-dominated. So we really we're close. And so I believe that all of us helped each other get through it. But um, yes, it started with this group of women and um, the Women's Cannabis Business Network, which was actually, I was so grateful that Aaron carved this out of NCIA for us. But unfortunately, all of us were building our own businesses at the time and couldn't manage it. But 36% Bethany, of women are in leadership and executive positions as opposed to 6% in technology. That's 6% in technology and 9% in the Fortune 500 CEOs. Yikes. So Yeah, that's we, not cool. <laughs> no, we really have an amazing opportunity, the first one in history, to, be, to run a billion trillion dollar business. And I, I can't imagine being a woman and not being excited about that because I am sick of waiting for equality. It's not coming. Women need to pay attention where their dollars are going and make sure they're supporting companies that support women. Yes, yes. That's great. So you actually have a a lot going on surrounding this topic of women managers and leaders in in the industry. Uh, A little campaign, an educational campaign, as it were. Can you talk about that briefly? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, yes, Boss Women. Hashtag Boss Women Month for August. We have, yeah, we have declared August to be Boss Women Month and women that are business owners in Colorado. So we have launched a press release with a lot with about 12 women who are participating in Colorado to get awareness out there of which companies are women owned and make sure that you as a woman and other women share it and make sure that you're spending money with those companies. 
we're really excited and we hope this catches on and other women step up and do this in their own states for August. That's a great idea. So in, in this economy, in this modern economy, consumers really do have an opportunity to put their dollars where their values are. And yes. if supporting women business owners is is part of your values, which it should be, then here's an easy way for consumers to say, oh, okay, I was going to go shopping for that anyway. I should put my dollars where there's this great woman running this business instead of another business owner where it's all male dominated. Is that kind of the idea? That's exactly the same idea. As a woman, you definitely need to spend your dollars supporting other women, I feel, or things will never change. That's great. So thanks for getting all those women together to to do this for the month of August for hashtag boss women. So all you have to do is just type in hashtag boss women on the internet and we'll be able to find some information about the press release and some of the business owners who are participating. Yes. And it's also on the Jennifer M Facebook page and my personal Facebook page. But I also would like to give a thank you to Wanda James of Simply Pure. She's actually the one who sparked this and um, really has made an effort to make a difference, not only for minorities, but also women. Yes. Thanks, Wanda. All right. So hashtag boss women. We got it. So the evolution of the role of women in the larger cannabis movement. Let's get in our little time machine here and talk about the early days of conferences in the cannabis industry. (laughs) So we've been to plenty of conferences. There's no shortage of conferences in the cannabis industry. Um, And it's, um, we have seen scantily clad women at the booths. We have seen quote unquote, nurses and bud babes and a lot has changed in conferences like ncia of course we've been okay with that because we are a business to business organization we are trying to represent the cannabis industry as legitimate responsible above board so on and so forth so we require a professional business environment dress code and that's in part because of women like you who have urged this kind of professionalism and to have women be treated differently. What are your observations about these changes we've seen about women's roles in the cannabis industry, not even just the conferences, but just in general, like looking at the history of several years ago to now? Oh my God. It's, it's, (laughs) Loaded like question. we were in out of, it is, it's like, you know, when you used to buy cannabis edibles and they were in a plastic baggie and they said one X instead of, you know, 10 milligrams, <laughs> it is that different. So yes, the first conference I had ever gone to was in 2010 and it was called KushCon. And oh my God, there were women with pasties and for the most part, these women were not in the cannabis industry. They were hired by men to stand in booths and sell cannabis or sell services or whatever. From the sex so, industry, I from, assume, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, for from whatever. And all of the women 
band together and we made sure that wasn't going to happen. So we started talking to conferences and made it known that we're not going to put up with that. And the good news is it literally has spread like wildfire. I mean, I couldn't imagine anyone showing up at NCIA or any of the other big conferences, you know, that, that were not appropriately dressed. Unfortunately, I did go to one in early January and there was a few girls and I actually had to talk to one of them. And I asked her, I said, you know, are you required to wear this? Well, first of all, let me back up. I asked her what she did and she works for a soil company. And I said, were you asked to wear this? And she said, yes, I was. And she goes, but, <sighs> I, but I love it. And I said, you love it. She goes, I'm an accountant. And I said, okay, so it's kind of like a, you know, um, your Halloween dress up kind of like that, right? Your, your secret person inside or whatever. Okay. But, but I simply explained to her that as women, you know, we're trying to raise the bar, not only in cannabis, but to show young women that they really need to dress professionally in professional situations, right? Like if you went to a strip club or Hooters or whatever, of course, that's what you're going to find. But cannabis is a professional industry. And so I started talking to her about this and she was very receptive and understood and had never thought about it that way. So mm. I think it just has to do with educating these young women. But as you know, it's a lot different. I mean, when I was growing up, Madonna was, oh my God, she was scandalous. And she, <laughs> for the most part, wore clothes until she, you know, did that naked thing. But um, now we have gir little girls that are half naked. Why? Oh, culture. I can't keep up. <laughs> it's yeah. starting to wear on me as well. Yeah, no, that's great insight for sure. And and this shows that women uh, have a voice in the industry and can influence change. All right, so we're going to take our next break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about your involvement in NCIA. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. MPP. 
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back here on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany, and we have been talking with Jennifer Murray about all kinds of fun stuff, women in the industry, the evolution and changes we've seen over the years, and her beautiful line of jewelry, Jennifer M. All right, Jen, so in addition to exhibiting your wares at NCIA's conferences, such as the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, which is held in Oakland, you've also been very active with NCIA's advocacy. You've even mentioned that you have lobbied with us. You come with us to D.C. for our annual lobby days each year. Can you tell me more about the first time you went to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in D.C. versus what it was like just this last May, this year in 2017, with more than 250 of your peers? What was what, what was that like? Um, it was, I can't even tell you. So the first opportunity was with 12 women, and we... It was amazing. I mean, they had no clue. We are lobbying for the banking and the 280E tax problem. They didn't even know we didn't have banks. So Mm -hmm. that's how far we've come. So 12 women, and I've gone every single year, and we ended up with 250 people this year. It was, Mm -hmm. it's magical. And not only the number of people growing to actually do this, but just the reception from the Hill, it's like they they welcome us now because they know we come with very important information and resources, and that's what they need. So I can't tell you enough how amazing this experience is. And as an NCIA member, I recommend this to every NCIA member. You will meet the cream of the crop in the industry and get to network with some of the most amazing people while learning about the Hill and how we make change, which I unfortunately knew nothing about. I love DC. I mean, I'm, I'm from Maryland, DC originally. And of course here I'm in Denver working (laughs) with NCIA, but going back with NCIA to DC, which I consider my stomping grounds and I'm there with my coworkers and with all of these amazing NCIA members, it it is amazing for me as well. I, I keep saying the word amazing. I just I need, I need <laughs> I know, to get me a, too. Need, need to get a damn thesaurus or something and get some <laughs> different words. But I I love it. And again, every year is just so much more amazing. And that class photo we take where we cram everybody together on the steps in front of the Capitol just moves my heart. And I think you feel the same way as I do. Oh, I have it, the picture in my hand right now. I just got my, my thank you and, uh, the picture from 2017 and I'll add it to my wall with all the other ones. And yeah, you know, it gives you a sense of camaraderie and that you're making a difference just like the jewelry line. But I wish, I don't think we got a picture of the 12 women, but we should find a picture of that and, uh, see if we can, you know, get that out there as well. But it's, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah. That picture is somewhere. I know I've seen it and our executive director, Aaron Smith loves the archives photos. <laughs> it, he, he's, he gets really sentimental too. So we love our photos and to bring it full circle 
we actually have a lot of women in Congress that support our issues as well. So I think that's that's being reflected not only in our group, our members who do the lobbying, but also the offices that we're visiting. Uh, we, we certainly have a few women who are champions to our issues as well. So as we continue to gain more members of Congress, they will be more women on board on both sides for us as well. And how do you do that? You lobby in DC through NCIA. That's exactly how you do it. You just have to be a member of NCIA and you sign up and you come to DC and you get on the hill with us. And we make it so easy for you that you'll be an expert day one. So Um, easy, free training, all of that kind of stuff. So I cherish those moments as well. So if Aaron could find that picture, that would be really awesome. I'm sure we will track it down. Um, So you were in Oakland, I mentioned. uh, So that was good for you. Are we going to see you in Anaheim, California in September for the California Cannabis Business Conference? Yes, you will. Jennifer M. has a booth. And please come and stop by and see our beautiful jewelry and the differences we're making. Great. Well, we hope to see... Uh, many of you at the California Cannabis Business Conference, September 21st and 22nd in Anaheim, California. Uh, And thank you again, Jen, for joining us today. We're out of time, but it's been really great going through the memories with you and talking about the future with you as well. So thank you so much for being on the show with me. Thank you so much, Bethany, for having me. And I'm, you know, open to answering any questions if people are interested in doing the lobby days and would like some more information outside of NCIA. I'm, I'm happy to talk to them about that. But it really is an experience people should take advantage of. Thank you, Jen. You bet. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. It's been your host, Bethany, and have a great day. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.